0: Just as a warning, before we proceed, our listeners should know that we will be discussing sexual assault in this episode. So if that subject is not something that you feel you're in the space to listen to, uh, you should skip this series. Thanks.
1: And now, in the arena, four cartoonists enter, one will leave.
0: No, we're all gonna leave. The library's gonna take
1: that out. Oh that's right, yeah, they'll take us out.
0: The library closes (laughs) at mine. Four cartoonists enter, they all leave respectfully in two time. (laughs) <laughs>
1: that's the surprise First ending the, the last one is just like whoever oh. just happens to be the last one out oh, it'll, it, it'll <laughs> be
2: whoever draws the best comic depicting their victory over the other cartoonists oh. that's too competitive, I don't want to be that competitive <laughs> Whatever. You, you'll draw yourself like running up a spiral staircase <laughs> to victory and we're all like, well no. I guess he's won I'll draw everybody <laughs> shaking hands and coming to a mutual understanding And then I'll lose, and I'll be okay with it. (laughs) Boring. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, So. uh,
0: Welcome back to the Trade Raiders, where we are discussing parts two, uh, well, part three and four of Last Man.
2: And uh, once again, Catherine Grass is unable to join us. Uh, She was not able to make it through the dimensional rift. Uh, so she's still in the other dimension. To be fair, she only had half the map, so, you know, <laughs> it's, it's tricky. It's a tricky trick.
0: And I've heard on that side they have eternal life, so really, we're the ones on the wrong side of the rift. <laughs> Aren't we always? <laughs>
3: <laughs> the rift is always riftier on the other side of the rift. <laughs> <map. laughs> but,
1: but who are we? Oh, uh, do we have a, another uh, character really question? Um...
3: Uh, mm. <laughs> No.
2: (laughs) You know what? I got a character revealing question.
1: Okay, okay.
2: Alright, so I'm Jeff Ellis and my question to you guys is, have you ever been in a fight? Oh. And I will say that uh, I have been in a fight uh, but only in high school. Or no, not even high school, in elementary school. That was my last fight. And it it was kind of Underwhelming, uh, but I did win because uh, someone tried to kick me with a roundhouse kick and I just caught their leg.
0: <laughs> and then I just like
2: charged forward and they had to like keep hopping on their leg. Wow. And they couldn't actually hit me. That's some serious technique. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, they, they were kind of embarrassed and then the fight was over. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, interesting. I'm Jam and as is typical of my gender, let's say, most of my altercations have been psychological warfare. So I've <laughs> never been in a physical fight, but uh, except in, like, karate. So that's it. Only pretend pretend fights. <laughs> and I, I learned how to train with swords, too, so give me some credit.
1: Yeah, you could defeat all of us. I think we know the last <laughs> man is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, I'm Jonathan Dalton. Uh, my last fight was probably middle school, where I soundly lost, because I wasn't really fighting back. Um, there was this terrible kid who was a menace, and he was also very good friends with my very good friends, so there was no getting away from him. Middle school was not good. Don't recommend middle school. Uh, <laughs> um, since then, I've only ever been an observer or bystander. Uh, there was a time I had to call the cops uh, for a broken bottle fight in my house in London. <laughs> in
3: your house? Well, it started oh it
1: started in my house. The broken bottle part was, like, right outside. Uh, I was the one who called the cops. Uh, but I wasn't involved in the actual fight because, you know, come on. That's dumb. <laughs>
3: yeah. not, not a good plan. I have been in... Some physical fights. Wow. One was in high school, and it's really embarrassing, because it also sounds like it's from this comic. Because uh, <laughs> there was this uh, guy who did karate, and I did like Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu, and we got into a debate over which martial art was better. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> like, whose technique was better. And so we had a fight to see who would win. Whoa. And he bowed which is the way that you start, you, you're like in karate, you, and I did karate as well, right? so he bowed, and I went in for a kick, and only like just stopped before I hit him, and drew back, <laughs> and then I bowed, and then we started a fight, and then I actually kicked him, and uh, won the fight, because it really hurt his leg, oh, <laughs> he was no fine, way. like it wasn't broken or any- anything, it was just like a charley horse, like you know, and your leg like kind of stings, and that's that's my big fight. I'm really... S- not Doc, you can hear this. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, I think I, we have to revise our assessment. We,
0: Jess would win. Yeah, like, <laughs> <adjusted Muay> <laughs> so I Jess did Muay that's it. <laughs> I yes, am.
2: <laughs> Jess wins unarmed
1: combat. I'll win the sword fight. Yeah. <laughs> so really, the defining the factor is like, are there weapons involved?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay. Oh. Um um <laughs> okay. uh... And, and now we can begin uh, the next two books of Last Man, uh, which no longer involve uh, tournament fighting, except for maybe part of the last... Well, there's, part there's, of book some, there's fighting in book yes. three. <laughs>
3: <Okay>. So <laughs> Do you
1: want to like summarize the, the plot? Oh, uh, by the way, just in case you missed the first episode, and just in case you've never listened to Trade Raiders before, we wi- there will be spoilers, so be prepared to not have any surprises after you've listened to this episode.
2: And also listen to the last episode, which covers Last Man... 1 and 2, and that will introduce you to the Last Man drinking game.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, quick summary, Last Man 1 and 2, it begins in a medieval world where magic happens, and it follows Adrian, a young boy who wants to fight in a tournament. Uh, It's a pair tournament where magic fighting happens, but his partner doesn't show up, and so he gets partnered by this man from another world, seemingly, who is a boxer, and together they win the tournament and then suddenly it's it's different uh suddenly richard decides to go back to his own world where there are motorcycles and cigarettes as far as we know and he has during that time taken up with adrian's mother marianne and marianne decides that she's not taken any of that reveals that she also has a motorcycle and they ride off into the distance and that is the end of book two so we are picking this back up in Book 3, and my take on the situation is the team got really bored of fighting comics <laughs> and decided that they wanted to write a uh, Mad Max-style post-apocalypto, uh, because it basically just becomes that. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. For most of Book oh, 3. Yeah. I, I actually, I, would, I haven't checked the dates, but I would almost imagine that they went and saw Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> and then went home and just were like, all right, this is what we're doing now, guys.
0: It's a plausible theory. Um, <laughs> and we've, as we've discussed in uh, the previous episode, they, this team of three people who went to the same animation school in France teamed up because they wanted to make the kind of comics that they loved and that was described as you know superhero comics mashed up with manga with a lot of big titties and you will define you will find that that is an apt description of the comic that they made <laughs> and so they uh, it's a very lighthearted take it's very fun but it is just these guys writing the type of comics that they just love with very a lot of machismo and action
3: yeah it's it's fun except for the moments when it gets... Too real, mm-hmm. out of the blue. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And the realness I mean, are
0: always sexual assault related. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
1: it's it's a, the tone is so consistent too. Like every every unnamed male character that they meet seems to approach Marianne in exactly the same way. And it just gets it actually gets kind of boring after a while. It's like this
2: is we've seen this like over and over and over again. Like give us something different. Yeah, yeah. I I will say like my started. Book 3, I was really excited because we're no longer doing a fighting comic. It's Marianne on the road uh, in her badass goggles with her son in the back seat, and she's chasing down Richard and she's going to like get him and get the cup back and I was like I love where this is going. Yes, yeah, is great. I I Marianne love that part. is like cuz I thought Marianne was my favorite character in the first two books, but once she got on a motorcycle like
0: <laughs> oh,
2: oh man. <laughs> Best character ever.
0: <laughs> and furthermore, in the beginning of this scene, like it, it takes a bit of a turn when you meet, you know, the guys at the station who, you know, talk very bluntly about how they want to rape Marianne and how that's the agenda <sighs> for the day. But she turns around and all of a sudden, hey, surprise, she's a really good fighter, like really good at magic as well, and mm-hmm. can whip all yep. of them very easily. And so it continues to be like, Hey, Marianne, quietly, yeah. please stop trying to rape her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, she
3: destroys those guys. Like yeah. she just all these like really cheesy like eighties bikers, like eighties post apocalyptic bikers, come up, yeah. and they, their catchphrase is beep beep.
2: <laughs> she just like
3: destroys. They them.
2: they like I I just want to point out that they basically just borrowed a bunch of like uh, minions from a Frank Miller comic and just like threw them in to this comic. It like they're these. That way. They look like the they look like the mutants from Dark Knight Returns, mm. and they're threatening the beautiful female protagonist with rape. I'm pretty sure this was just taken from a Frank Miller comic. They, they bled in from the Frank Miller universe into Maybe. this comic. Maybe that's the rift. <laughs> rift. This rift, is Frank Miller rift. <laughs>
0: uh, well, there's no other explanation, so.
2: <laughs> me see, I mean see I, I
0: take a drink. I take a drink. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we a- we don't know why this uh why this part of the world is in such a sorry state. Because we go later on to a, a different place and so there's no explanation for why this is such a, a disaster area. Uh why there was a trap, uh why it's deserty, you know, mm-hmm. like who runs this boss gang? We don't know. I
1: I do like though that um like this post-apocalyptic place exists in the same world as like a modern sophisticated city because I think that explains its existence a little bit like wow like there's too many things that are like modern things that wouldn't still exist in a post-apocalyptic an an actually post-apocalyptic place I don't think
0: like theft Mm. insurance?
1: (laughs) (laughs) well they're they're obviously like everything is kind of like a parody of modernity and so like they need something they need a source for that parody so they've obviously they know about this sophisticated city that shows up in volume four and they're just kind of like doing that, but not very well.
2: Yeah.
0: Maybe, maybe it was very strange. It was,
2: I, I I will say like, I mean, I thought it was interesting when they're going across this post apocalyptic landscape and they come across this essentially a biker gang, but they say that they're the police. And I was like, Oh, that's sort of interesting that they're positioning themselves as like law enforcement, but they're clearly just like goons uh, and then it takes a, like they're like, well, the penalty for this offense is rape. And I'm like,
3: really? <laughs> we had to oh. go there? Like, you had to cash
0: that chip in now? Yeah, but um, thank you for reminding me because later it is revealed that they are the actual police in this world. Apparently. Right. Yeah, and this, then. This is what passes for. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> and then, but I will say that then I enjoy that while they're escaping the police, they get uh, a hand from the fire department. Yeah, that was
3: really strange. And, I really did enjoy that as yeah. well. We're also like but the fire gang? department
2: are a thug gang as well, but they're a thug gang that are willing to help people escape from this elevator that the police are trying to tear down. Yeah, they're not trying to rape people, so hey, props to the fire department. Well, and
3: then like, like judges in our world have become like WWE fighters. It's like all the all judges oh, are like crazy that, fighters. I, I, I,
2: you know, I. For some reason, I'd forgotten that. And yeah, I think
3: that, <laughs> that was
2: actually, I think, one of my favorite parts of, of this book three is Marianne uh, has to go to court and they're talking about how these two lawyers are like the best lawyers there are. And they're these huge, like seven foot tall, muscle bound goons. And this, she's like, I'll defend myself. And they're like, well, you, that's crazy lady. You can't defend yourself. And so like this buff, Guys, like I will defend the lady, and while they're doing like opening arguments, they just start like body slamming each other and breaking chairs over their heads, and like <laughs> it's, it's like you're trying to do your your legal arguments while fighting.
0: I gotta say, like as bizarre and weird as this comic got, I agree with you. I think that was maybe my favorite part because it it starts to get weird, and it's weird. It's Weird enough that you're like, this doesn't make any sense, what the f- is going on. But then the, the judge episode, or whatever you want to call it, that section is so weird <laughs> that you're not even trying to make it make sense, and so you get to have fun again. Yeah. And it, it reminded me a lot of Phoenix Wright. Uh, oh. So, like, Phoenix Wright, if it was actually martial arts-based, or <laughs> WWE-based, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that section was really cool. I really wish it was longer.
1: See, I, I disagree. Like, that was my least favorite fight sequence. Oh, uh, I don't know. I think it... Like, I was able to suspend disbelief for large sections of this very strange series. But that was one part that was like, mm, no, that could never happen.
0: It's true. It's true. If you try to... If, you're, if, for whatever reason, you're still trying to struggle to make sense of this series, yeah. that would be the hardest one to fit into the That's where pieces. I was at. When but I was when that. you accept that this is just not making sense, like, as a rule... That part is the most fun.
2: At this point, you've had, what, seven, eight shots? So
3: everything makes (laughs) sense. That's where I went wrong. We're all having a great time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: Uh, Yeah, so so basically, if we want to take a step back and summarize this section of the book, they start out Mad Max, and then they very quickly come to this port city, some of the, the scenes of this city were probably my favorite in the whole series. Uh, as an environment, it's probably mm. my favorite. And since this comic is so character heavy, it's uh, the first time that I've... Probably not the first time. There were a few scenes in the initial City of the Valley. But they really take a step back and explore what this world looks like. And it's it's rendered a little bit more more carefully and lavishly from an environment perspective. And I really enjoyed that part. But the city itself, it consists of like a brothel, a a bunch of bars where uh, Marianne is trying to track down uh, Richard Aldana, a jail where Richard Aldana is ultimately found. And then that's why Marianne ends up, oh, Marianne ends up in jail because she was running from the police. And so she decided to hide in the brothel. But then all the police went to the brothel and then they woke up and they're like, hey, you're still here. We're going to arrest you. Yeah. It was for, weird. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, and then oh and don't forget the solution to the police. How do you solve the problem that this horde of like thugs are out to get you? You run to the brothel and the Prostitutes service all of the horde of angry bikers, <laughs> angry and suddenly so all is all is forgiven now. It's fine. That's, yeah, that's we all got funny. laid. We're fine now.
3: And then the charges the business Is saved. It was a struggling which brothel. I couldn't get, see. That's that was the craziest,
2: <laughs> That was the craziest part to me because they're they're chasing Marianne because they're going to rape her, and then they get to the brothel and like at the end you show they're all like lounging around they've all like had sex and then the brothel's like we made so much money I'm like so they were gonna rape Marianne but when they come to a brothel oh well business is business I mean you know I've gotta
3: the listeners need to take a <laughs> shot cause yeah that did not make any sense like like <laughs> <laughs> Normally, Super we, sketchy. normally we
2: <laughs> rape a woman, but when we're at a brothel, I mean, huh, you know, you gotta pay for services to rendered. Obey the like... law? <laughs> I don't know.
0: But then there was another enforcement agency that came in that maybe was not the police, maybe was. Well, it was, uh, well, there was the,
1: the judge. The judge the showed judge. up, okay. and he was like abusing his power as a judge to like extort money out of them. Yeah, they were just like stealing a cash register.
0: And so declares that Marianne is an unlicensed prostitute uh-huh. and throws her in jail for that reason. Yeah. And that's when she discovered that Richard was in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, not explained how Richard wound up in jail. Was it? Uh, I think it's explained <laughs> later,
2: uh, but I'm not sure I remember. Yeah, they, I he got, he got captured off camera.
0: <laughs> so no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you so. Oh and then while he shot. was in jail, the guy that was hunting for him in book 2 found him and replaced him with the brothel owner as like an escape plan. Yeah,
1: so that
0: wouldn't didn't make sense either. So I shot. don't I don't know why this <laughs> motorcycle man, he was from the city, right? He's from yeah. the city in book 4. Yeah. Yeah. Being sent to capture Richard Aldana. Then okay. why would he orchestrate an escape plan for him? Oh, he so he him. he did take him. Yes, he
1: did take he took him, him back okay, to the city. He,
0: okay. Yeah. Oh so God.
2: that's the, Richard Richard <laughs> wasn't captured by the people from book 4. He was captured by these other parties. And so that guy had to rescue Richard from the the third party so that the people in book 4 could bring him across.
3: Yes. Oh, is it is it cousin? Um, Richard sold the trophy and then got wasted? Is that why he went to jail? I oh, feel like that that's right. Like something
2: he, dumb like that. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, I think they say he like sold the trophy and then spent it all on booze. Well, yeah, that was another that I
0: guess super booze. frustrating aspect for me. Because the whole thing of book one is like, oh, I've come to this world. I need to get this trophy specifically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to avenge myself somehow. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, like, it was never explained. Yeah. However, it did seem to be that this trophy in this world, which he didn't know was magic before he got there... Uh, and it seemed like it was kind of a roll of the dice. Like, one of the things that I thought about the rift was that maybe when you cross over it, it kind of connects you to a world, but you don't know which one it is. Mm-hmm. And so Richard no knew that he had to come across this rift and get the tournament of whatever was on the other side. But he didn't know what it was, because he seemed so surprised. Like, why magic users? Like, all the places I had to wind up, why is it magic users? But right. So one of the interesting things that I thought might happen later on, but maybe I'm giving this too much credit, is Marianne will go back to the Rift and not be able to get home. Oh. That'd be pretty cool, actually. See, I think... But we don't know. Yeah,
1: Like, my interpretation of this, and this is only my interpretation, because we don't have a lot of evidence to go on here, but I think he was... Uh, Because he sells the cup to, like... um, A
0: pawnbroker. A pawnbroker. And I think he was hoping to get
1: a bunch of money, and then maybe he didn't actually get as much as he was hoping for. Right. Which is... So then he's out of luck. His plan has failed. Okay. Mm -hmm. But what I don't understand is I don't understand why Marianne is chasing him. Because at first I thought she was trying to get the cup back. Because the cup is worth something. And, like, he's stolen it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, But then she sees it in the pawnbroker's and she doesn't make any effort to get it back.
0: Well, she's like, give it to me. Yeah. And then he he says no. no.
1: And she's like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And then she's still chasing Richard, but I don't understand why.
0: And even when they get together, it's not very well explained. She's like, I'm mad at you. So it's like, I came across time and space to tell you that it's like you disrespected my son. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Okay, if she'd actually said that sentence, I would have accepted that. Like, okay. But she didn't.
0: So, well, I, think, I don't know.
3: I think her motives are explained really well by book four, though, right? Because for me, by book four, things take a really amazing turn. Well, mm. And I'm let's, kind of into it again.
2: Let's get into book four. Uh, yeah.
3: Are we ready to get into book four? Sure. Anything else are we ready that we to, want to? In, say
0: about book three... Uh, I thought by the end of book three, this is the last thing I'll say on the matter. Though there's, okay, there's two more things that pissed me off about the book three. (laughs) Let's just go through this. Number three is that the head of the brothel seemed to be connected to Marianne or someone named Marilyn. It was never explained very unclear. Yeah, Um, yeah, take another shot. Yeah, so, uh, maybe that'll come back. But at least there is some tangential connection. He's like, look at my aunt who lives in the city. Uh, and then by the end of this book, they were getting on a boat, and it's kind of vaguely pirate-esque. <laughs> and I was like, cool, they got bored of Mad Max, and now they're doing a pirate show. But that isn't where it went. No, we never get to Instead, see the pirates. <laughs> it's Vice City. Yeah. It's
3: like, ah, oh, what a twist. Double twist. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's been driving me crazy? Is They say Richard is the best boxer, but he's actually a kickboxer, because he kicks. Oh. <laughs> he's been trained to kick, and he kicks all the time. He's not a boxer.
2: I didn't even pick that up.
3: It makes me so mad.
2: If you ever meet the creators, put them in a muay thai uh, bind. Yeah. <laughs> Make them tap out.
3: Yeah, but um, book four though, um, Marion's motives it becomes for me it becomes really interesting because she ends up enrolling in this sort of WWE giant society that, like, broadcasts fights that, like, Richard's kind of blackmailed into participating in, and Marianne and her son enroll in that, and she ends up kind of, like, going on this quest to, like, destroy a man at his greatest passion Oh for, for, for hurting her, so she ends up...
1: That's an interesting motivation. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it.
3: it. I didn't pick that up, but I like that. <laughs> yes, yeah, race. like, I thought, oh. I'm, like, I'm like, damn, this is really cool, like, yeah. now this woman who's no. been hurt and, like... I-
2: I'm right there with you, Jess. Yeah. Like, I was just like, yes, Marianne is going to take the championship away from Richard. Yeah. <laughs> She's just going to totally best him at everything. Because I have to say, like, book one, I was like, oh, this Richard, he's a little bit of a rogue, but, you know, at least he's got Adrian's best interests at heart. By book four, I'm like, screw that guy. Like, <laughs> I, 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 hope Richard, I hope he gets yeah. killed by the end of the Wow. I don't like Richard Aldana at all. I don't like Richard at all
0: either. That's <laughs> it true. It's really hard to say huh. whether he has any redeeming qualities. He was really nice to Adrian in the beginning.
1: That's true. Yeah. It's
0: weird because he was genuinely friendly to this little kid after he's like, uh, he started out being like, here's an opportunity to get to the end of this tournament, and, which is what he count-
2: then he had sex with his mom. Okay, ca- counterpoint
1: though. But he, like, yeah. he's He's being nice to Adrian and it's in his own best interest.
0: It's true. It's true, and after he had sex with his mom, the one thing that I did like was Adrian was like, "Hey, f- my mom last night. What the hell was up with that?" And he's like, "Uh, some. We just get really get along. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't mind that explanation, and I'm glad okay. that they at least had a minute of explanation sure. about mm-hmm. it. But that's that's taking it back to book two. So, I, uh, yeah. and what what really was interesting to me, despite having Richard on the cover of all four books, he's really not a central figure. Mm. He doesn't appear." at all in book two? No, not he's book barely. two, book three. Book three he's yeah. barely in
2: book three. He he's just shows up near the end. Three.
0: He's barely in book three, and book four, he's not very central either, I would say. We don't spend a yeah. lot of time digging into his history. We only get little glimpses of the trouble he's in, so to speak.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. he has no agency in book four.
0: He has
3: no agency. He's a That's yeah. a very Marion's the main yeah. character for yeah. basically half the series at this point. And yeah.
1: she's a really good character. Yeah. Like, yeah, I have to say this again. Really I said this character. last episode. She's great. I love the relationship she has with her son
0: yes yeah. i agree it comes up a lot like you see a lot of instances of Marianne taking care of her son mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts of the end of book three actually is as they're getting on the boat Marianne takes a minute to go like oh wait uh i guess this is where i'm going like this is my motivation but i want to check in with you if you want we'll drop everything and go home yeah yeah and adrian's like "Ah, oh, it's kind of fun out here
2: yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I. And so
0: Mary's like, all right, full steam ahead, you know? And she's always.
2: <laughs> she she does that more than once. And I yeah. have to say, I do really appreciate the fact that she's always deferring to Adrian. Like, are you okay, sweetie? Like, I'm on my revenge quest. Are you okay? For this? <laughs> yeah. And we like, can stop my revenge quest at any point. <laughs> and he's like, no, mom, that's fine. You do you, you, you. It's good. <laughs> and,
1: and, like, he, uh, even though they're in this, like, fighting tournament, like, she's not willing to put him in a situation that's beyond a certain level of risk.
0: Yeah, I like that uh, they they introduce a mechanism of tap out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one rule that the mom has is like, when I say you tap out, you, you tap me in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she is the judge of like when
1: yeah. too much danger is too yeah. much. And then there's this one guy who's that he's supposed to be fighting against, and then he's not tapping out, and she takes him aside and says, no, no, this is the rule. If you're not following this rule, we're leaving. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm doing this fight.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and boy, was it good that she stepped in because <laughs> that guy was a total creep. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, was, and she recognized that right away. Like, no, nope, yeah. no, nope, this is my job now. And
2: again, yeah. it's like, I just, like, it's, it's like, oh man, like, this guy's uh, bad news. Do you know how, how you know he's bad news? Because he's a Because <laughs> he <laughs> wants to have sex with little boys. Like, you gotta have a, that's gotta be your reason to not like this character. Like, mm-hmm. uh,
3: it's and really awesome. Somewhere,
2: Frank Miller smiled.
1: The guy's
3: <laughs> face was was basically a skull. Like he didn't need to say that line. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like he looks scary enough. He's covered in it.
3: bloody bandages, <laughs> and like is yeah. Yeah.
2: Has
3: like skull paint basically.
2: I yeah. do enjoy how uh, Adrian, being a magic user, is really able to step up. As an ultimate fighter in this world, because no one else has magic. Oh, that was he's my just, favorite like, part of the Throwing up book. shields, like he just, like explodes a typhoon on someone. People <laughs> like, did a water main blow up or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no,
1: I love that. I like, and like that. For me, was able to suspend my disbelief because I mean, there's a lot of crazy things happening here, but the fact that nobody in this world has magic, and he's the one, per- he and his mom are the two people who have magic. That for me suspends disbelief that I can believe. Yes this 12-year-old can participate in the ultimate fighting championship in this world because he's the one with magic. And it kind of makes sense, too, in that, uh, like, looking back on the first two volumes, that Richard had such trouble in the competition because even though he's hands down the best fighter from this world without magic, as soon as he goes to the world with magic, he really has to fight hard to beat anyone. And he succeeds, but, like he's overcoming like more adversity than he would have to otherwise
2: yeah no for sure no i i enjoyed like the if it was just focusing on marianne and adrian like rising up in the championships like i think that would be an awesome storyline that they could just focus on but this again this story it's like they take these weird sidebars like why was miss katana there other than for like every male character to comment on her breasts,
0: and that's how she was introduced as a character. She was for actually introduced um, yeah. in book three, and every single time that they were talking, to her, is like, "Is her bre- Are her breasts real? Is it possible for her breasts to be real because they're so good. <laughs> right? Oh, you know?" Yeah. And she's a broken character. She's she's actually quite complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's I revealed so. to be Richard's ex-wife. She's addicted to a substance which is known as uh remind me. Uh,
1: substance, S. Yes. Mm, yeah,
2: I can't remember but Structure it was like or some kind of drug. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It t- and does it turn you into a spider or is that a different one? That's no, a different that, drug. No, that's the same. That that is they it? they took.
0: Yeah. If it's you take the same. too much of it you turn into a spider apparently. Yeah. 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 Kind of weird.
2: That's
3: a whole other
0: thing.
2: And you're a spider who rapes people. Oh, God! you got to be, like, in an alley threatened with rape. Because otherwise, how would you know your female character is in danger or not?
0: (laughs) We're throwing it around quite flippantly, but the
3: book also throws it around very flippantly in a way that is upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I definitely wanted to talk about that because that was, like, probably one of the biggest disappointments in the series for me like that 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 aspect of it I take huge issue with and like we're joking about it and stuff like you're saying but like it's a real issue and like it's not fun and it really like pulled the rug out from under my feet and like undermined this as a series I think yeah it's like
0: it's it, it makes it hard to recommend yeah it's like it's one of those like really uh crucial daggers in a series where it's like oh, you know, well, the art's kind of fun and it's fighting and whatever, but oh, man, there is a lot of sexual assault in this book or implied sexual assault, and it's uh rough yeah. to keep taking you out of it. Like, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can accept it. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, and I, I mean, like, I, like, I mean, this isn't the first book where it's, it's dealt with uh, sexual assault, but I do think that for me reading this one in particular... The contrast is, I think, what really s- just stood out to me because you're sort of like having this fun, carefree adventure, and then suddenly it's just like gritty reality, and yeah. you're like,
0: "Well, and it's what are you even. doing?" It's like, like do you dialed up to eleven version of yeah. reality, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, where... it's
2: lazy writing, is what it is. It's like it's. I kept referencing Frank Miller because I do. I mean, as much as I, there's a few books he's done I've enjoyed. I feel like it, later in his career, that was like his old standby. Like, how do we? How do we shock the reader? Rape.
0: Yeah, yeah, Maybe. yeah. And it's tropey. It's tropey yeah. mm-hmm. in the way yeah. that it's
3: executed, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it it delivers nothing more than the trope. So it's like uh, un- unethical on top of bad writing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like a double. Like why? Why would you do this? Mm-hmm. Because like the scenes with the you know the the man in the alley coming out with a machete. That was so threatening already. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. There that
0: was
1: should drug be drugs. enough. Yeah. yeah, like, it didn't need it, to go it, there.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. like you already have a guy who's addicted
0: to drugs and has turned into a spider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like, also need to be threatening you with sexual assault, yeah. you know? It, it doesn't...
2: Or, oh, wait, no. It was, wasn't it that the spider guy got chased away by some other guys and those guys were going to rape them?
3: I don't Maybe. know. It all blends together chat. because. There's so because, many. Yeah. It just yeah. keeps happening.
0: But, but no, but yeah, I mean. It's even just... even the guy at the video game, didn't that happen as well? Like yeah. uh that first guy
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who
0: when uh Miskatana at a certain point needs to watch over Adrian for a moment while the mom is uh talking to Richard.
1: Which she doesn't do a very good job of.
0: No, but we can discuss that <laughs> later. Uh and this fighter comes up from the tournament and he starts harassing Adrian. And he does it in a way where he starts by dismissing Miss Katana by threatening her with sexual assault, right? I think is, is how mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. it's so casual. It's so yeah. unbelievably casual. Yeah. And there is a lot of it in book four. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I don't know, I just, like, it seems so unnecessary. Yes. Like, it, it's like, as you guys said, like, why not just have a creepy spider guy threaten them with... Catching them in his web or whatever, like that's scary enough. It's fine. It's he's fine. He's a man who's part spider. Like I'm already creeped out. We can just
0: yeah. And that's no. why uh, in the previous episode, I pitched the uh, 50% abbreviated version of this book, which is <laughs> for general audiences. Mm-hmm. And it's like you you could you could just take a scissor to a lot of this work and make it a lot stronger by mm-hmm. uh, taking
3: out a lot of those scenes specifically. Um, It'd almost be more intimidating without it, like the to like pull back a bit because mm-hmm. then you
1: wouldn't know what to expect mm-hmm. like here your expectations are set early and it's repeated often and it's like always the same it's like you could practically like take like cut and paste dialogue from different sections of the book and inter uh, and trade them around and like it wouldn't make a difference oh, whereas yeah. if it was like different stuff happening each time at least you wouldn't know like is this really going to happen? What's going to happen? Like, what... Yeah. It's, it's not interesting. There's no value to that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Can we talk, uh, just for a change of pace, <laughs> a little bit about having been introduced to the city as a very modern city after this post-apocalyptic kind of world and after the uh, medieval kind of world. It's like the third environment we've entered in four books. Mm-hmm. And it's like, It's just weird and interesting, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I really like the way, especially Adrian, reacts to this world. Where, like, he's kind of figuring things out. He doesn't really understand anything here. But he's figured out enough that he can just sort of, like, coast through it. And I think that's, that's really interesting. I think that's a really interesting sort of writing challenge. Like, how do you take someone from a fantasy world and put them in this, like, noir... City and like, how are they going to react? And I think his reactions seemed pretty genuine,
2: yeah. No, I liked, um, like, what was that? I think there was that thing when, when originally when Miss Katana was going to take Adrian to play video games. She's like, Have you played yeah, video, you like games? video games? Yeah, and he's like, Uh, well, I know what a, a video is. No, like, he's like, I What's a video? Yeah,
1: what's a video? Oh, that's it. What's a video? Because like, he knows the word game. Oh, that's
2: right, because he knows <laughs> a game. That's right, <laughs> like, what's
1: it's a, a game video? with videos? Okay, yeah. what's that?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, I so it's like. Yeah, I enjoy how he's sort of parsing out the things he understands. Yeah,
1: and like they're they're in the limo at one point, and he's like, oh, look, it's a car like from that other world where he's only just learned what a car is. Yeah. And it's like, it's the same thing, but it's a different style. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. he does it the same way, uh, or he does it the same in the beginning of book three where he's been, just been introduced to this motorcycle, mm-hmm. and then he's like, look, another bike. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he
1: sees the car for the first time, and he's like, what's that? And his mom says, it's like a bike, but with four wheels. Yeah. Yeah. And And then she's just like, oh, I get
0: it. He (laughs) he accepts it very readily, which is cute. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like a fish out of water story in a way. Like we don't get a lot of cues repeatedly about like, oh, they're, they're from a medieval world. Right. I feel like a lot of that could have been played up. Uh, I don't think I necessarily needed to be, but I'm saying like an, an mm. alternate version of this would have been very like what are these lights, right? Yeah, and I'm yeah. kind of glad that it was absent because yeah. it was yeah. Yeah, yeah. it made it it made the experience a little bit smoother. Yeah. Yeah, um, you,
1: you can kind of like fill in those gaps yourself. Like you know that they don't understand any of this stuff. Yeah. And they're just but they have a motivation. They they have a goal in mind. Yeah. And so like you're focused on that as a, as a reader.
2: Yeah. The I mean I will say like I I was sort of impressed Uh, Reading Book 4, I was realizing, like, when I started reading Book 1, we're in a medieval world with, like, magic users and sort of a little bit like Avatar, The Last Airbender. And then now it's, like, UFC championship, live on pay-per-view, like, media sensation. You got, like, sports reporters with, like, 3D logos and people riding around in limos. You're like, what? How did this happen? Like, In four books, now we're here. Like, it is quite an impressive transition in some ways.
0: It is. In other ways, I wish the rift was a bigger factor. Like, Mm. I kind of wish we had gone through another rift Mm. between Mm -hmm. these two places. Right. And it would feel like if if this series was a little bit more structured around, we go through a rift and, hey, we're in a new world with new tropes and now we're doing the fighting tournament in this world. Like it doesn't necessarily need to go through the whole fighting tournament thing, but if it was a little bit more focused on fighting and exploring the tropes of these different worlds, I could accept it with Mm -hmm. less sexual assault. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And like, if you look at the at the end of volume four, there's a preview of volume five.
0: I didn't read the preview. Okay. Please. Uh, Like I
1: skipped it except for this one because it's the last one, Uh, and it does go back to the Valley of the Kings. So, like, I guess we will probably learn more about the Rift.
2: In future volumes. Right. And also, it's worth noting, the last panel of book four is the cup. So, even though it seems like the cup was a MacGuffin, maybe the cup is important? Take a drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I well, no, that. no, no,
0: because that hasn't <laughs> been completely okay. dismissed yet.
2: But, uh, like, I actually uh, will say, Jess, I'm actually glad that you hadn't read the next three books, because I was really irritated getting to the end of book four and having nothing resolved. And I was like, why would Jess recommend that we only <laughs> read four books? Because it just stops. Like, it seems like we need to at least read book five because it seems to go nowhere.
0: I, I was <laughs> looking at that and trying. I had to ask John, i like, are we reading more than four books? Because I couldn't remember. And I knew that we were up to six that had been published. But I don't know that we'll get much farther. Around. Has anyone read past book four? No. So no one has. So we don't know if it's going to wrap up better or soon. But My I'm, expectation honestly,
1: would be that every book ends on another cliffhanger, <sighs> and you gotta read all twelve if you want to yeah. <laughs> solve on, the mystery.
0: Oh, 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 <laughs> honestly, honestly, I mean
2: <laughs> maybe we're not, maybe we're not at this part of the podcast, but like I'll tell you guys right now, I I can't do twelve. <laughs> I just can't. I could can do, can do I could do I could do one more. If this ends on book six, I would read book six. I'm not doing 12.
0: You know, it kind of reminds <laughs> me of...
3: Have you ever seen the anime FLCL? No. Anyone? Uh, okay, Wait. is it Fully Cool, yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I just, I didn't know how to say it. But yeah, yeah, I'd seen a bit of it. So it's six episodes long. And it's kind of similar to this structure-wise,
0: where it makes zero sense the entire time, but it's exactly six episodes in length. And mm. you can kind of ride that what the F for about six episodes. So okay. I agree mm. with that. I agree <laughs> with that sentiment perfectly. Okay. If it ended at six, oh, it's time for the last cartoonist.
1: Oh, last cartoonist standing.
0: The library is making their announcement that we're going to have to leave this in.
2: The cup will be re- awarded. We just deliver. said, so, uh, the, the cost four cost cartoonists cost are, cost are about to decide. probably.
3: Uh, <laughs> please
2: gather in the presentation area to see who is... The Last Cartoon is Standing.
3: We should play
0: Rock, so Paper, Scissors. VPL oh, eagerly awaits. Maybe. Did we want to do our final wrap-up impressions yes. of Last Man as a yeah. series? Yes. Uh, would you recommend?
1: Uh, I would. Uh, obviously, I'd have to um, have some caveats on that and think about who am I recommending it to. But I enjoyed this weird trip. The, and the parts that I didn't enjoy, I was able to get past them to the
2: parts I did enjoy. Uh, I, I'm feeling torn because, like, I, it was like, it was a weird trip. I sort of, I would say, I actually felt like it picked up in books three and four. I enjoyed those books more than the first two, just in the sense that it was constantly moving and taking me to different places, but it got a lot more graphic. And like I say, I don't know if I've got the patience to go all the way to book 12. So, (laughs) since I don't know if I'd ever finish this, I don't know if I can recommend it.
0: Uh, I read this book pretty fast, uh, not too long ago, and I didn't really have a moment to properly reflect until I talked it through with you guys on the podcast. So while I read it pretty smoothly upon reflection, I don't think I would recommend this book. I think it's, I don't want to, I I don't want to give a book like this a pass let's say, uh, there is not enough good in this book to make up for some serious shortcomings that I don't think deserve to be perpetrated and propagated. And there's some bad tropes that I don't think should be tropes anymore. So let them die.
3: I'm like a million percent on board with you in that comment. Um, I actually recommended this series after having read only the first book, which was kid-friendly. And yeah, I mean, there's so much media and there's so many comics and I don't want to spend my money and support something that has these, like, very severe problems and, like, pretty, uh, like, vile, like, jokes making light of things. Um, yeah, I don't, and I don't think I could recommend it to a lot of people I know, because I think it would, like, really freak them out, some people, and, like, take them off guard. That being said, like, if I did recommend it, it would be for the art, and it would be for, as an artistic study, um, and, like, a compositional and, like, gestural study. Oh, yeah, like, the, like, the composition's great. Yeah, like, the art is amazing, and, like, I would recommend it on that front, but, yeah, I don't know if I can really excuse it, because it gets pretty intense. This might be the only
0: episode of the Trade Raiders that I would say, you can listen to this episode and not read the books. <laughs> 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 and it might be a better experience overall if you can handle you can, a lot you can of triggering discussion. We've yeah. some
1: art. Like, just look at some random pages. Maybe
0: look up some of the animation, but I cannot speak to whether that has content issues as well. (laughs) Mm. Uh, As you know, like, if there's content issues in one type of media, then it tends to carry forward through the works of the other authors. But I don't know. Have not investigated.
1: Okay. Uh, I don't think we have time for shout-outs. Our next book will be Shadow Eyes by Sophie Campbell.
2: And do, should we determine who the last is standing is now? Uh,
1: I think we're oh. going to... No, let's, let's
0: do it fast. No, let's oh. do it really yeah. fast. And then when you get oh, out, we have that's to do your tournament. website. Tournament,
1: like two against two.
0: Okay, when you get knocked out, you announce your name and website. Okay. okay. Ready? Okay. okay. Tournament one. What, right? Is it one, two, three, go? Yeah.
1: One, one
0: two, two, three, go. go. Uh, ah. I lose. Uh, so I am Jam. You can find my website at wastedtalent.ca. Okay. One, one
1: two, two, three, Go. go.
3: Oh,
1: I lose. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, you lose. So,
3: you, you yep. say who tap you are. Out. Oh I, okay, I tap out. Um my is Jess and you can find my webcomic at uh, liquidshell.tumblr.com. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. One, two,
2: three, shoot. Okay, sorry, right, sorry, you're right.
1: One, <laughs> two, three, shoot. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: One, two, three, go. <laughs> one, two, three, go. Uh, okay, yeah, um, I'm out. Uh, I'm Jonathan Dalton. You can find my work at fobos-comic.com.
0: And our winner, the last
2: cartoonist standing, <gasps> is... I am uh, Jeff Ellis. You can find my work at jeffreellis.ca. Yay. Yay!
3: The Trade Waiters is presented by Cloudscape Comics. Thanks to the Vancouver Public Library for letting us record in the Inspiration Lab and sleuth for the music. You can find us at tradewaiters.tumblr.com, as well as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening!